Thank you for joining this special podcast today. Um, it is a Russell Wilson special, and I have owners of Russell Wilson on this podcast with me. I have the owner of Russell Wilson in Matrix, Aaron Kagan, and I have the Russell Wilson owner, or possibly former Russell Wilson owner, in Justin Lum in Alpha here. How are we doing, gentlemen? I'm doing awesome, Dalton. Thanks. This is guys. A- Guys, 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 before before we start this, let me just say, I uh, I want to thank Russell Wilson for his services to my team for the past two years, for 2017 and 2018, um, but the man, the man couldn't carry the team on his back himself, so you got to make business moves. You can't, you can't um, stay attached because because he's your favorite player. He is one of my favorite players, probably one of my top five favorite NFL players, but he had to go. He had to go, and this I'm going to break down the un- trade. unbelievable to hear. I'm just baffled. I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> and it's just dropping my jaw right now. I don't know what to say. You, you're going to like this, AK, though. I think you're going to like this. Not that it matters, but... Um, first of all, did you guys see the offer? Let's break down the offer that Sanders, Aaron Sanders sent me, and he's going to love to hear this. Yeah, the puke offer. <laughs> oh, okay, we have, to, we, have to, we have to break this down real quick because this is, this is kind of bad. This is kind of bad. Um, not only is he trying to get Russell Wilson from you, he's trying to get Chris Godwin from you as well. And, that, I mean, I mean they, call, they call him the pill master. I mean, he's prescribing these meds to all these people in these leagues. Yeah, it's all smoke, though, because look at the quantity. Look at all the it – just, it's just so much going on. Look at the offer, all the terms. You're just like, whoa, it looks like a lot. Like, oh, my God, this is like this great big package. What, did it, what does it say? Somebody break it down. 2022nd, 2023rd. 2021 first. Who who the hell is Trent Taylor? Trent Taylor, I guess you could call a sleeper uh, on the Niners, a sleeper slot receiver. Oh, is that what they call it? (laughs) Kind of your your poor man's what what somebody would hope to be a a Julian Edelman type player in the future. That's what he he is on the Niners, but he has yet to prove himself. And then uh, Muhammad Sanu, this guy... He always offers Sanu. He's probably offered Sanu to so many GMs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been here before. I've been in these trade talks with Sanders. I respect the hell out of uh, the snake. But, you know, after a while, you just get to know each other's tendencies and the way they do business. And you just got to read. You got to read between the lines. And there was no way that I was falling for this. So he and gave, I'll break he gave down you the, the conversation. conversation. Well, and I'll break he's down even offered Sanu in Matrix. This is what uh, he told me today. He, he's, you know, he, he wanted to know if it was a go. I said, I rejected it. Um, and I said, I need Godwin to stay on my team. And I need a first rounder to sweeten this deal. And he said, it was a first in there. Guys, it's a 2021 first. You see how he, you see how he does things? You see how he kind of just, he hisses and there was a first in there. 2021 yeah. first. That's, that's and, three years or two years from now. And this is one thing, I mean, it, it's kind of relevant because Aaron and I are in conversations about a yeah. player that, that involves a twenty, not only one 2021 first, but multiple. And my argument was, hey, look, yes, it's a first-round pick, but I have to wait two years from now to even get that player on my team. 
And we know these rookies, sometimes it takes them a year or two to develop. So now we're looking at potentially three to four years down the road before this guy's actually able to produce on my dynasty team. And that exactly. Just, so you got to be time. careful with Sanders. I love him, but you just got to be aware because, you know, he's going to say these sweet these sweet things and he's going to pretend like he's sweetening the deal, but it's long-term. You have to wait till 2021. So so he his whole point was he wanted Godwin, and the whole focus was trading Russell Wilson. But anyways, I straight up said, Russell and Godwin for CMC and a first. How do you love that? Oh, he said, bye. <laughs> he said, he said, he said bye. <laughs> I would have done Russell and Godwin for CMC and a first-round pick. Like I, I would have talked about that just because of what CMC can do in P- PPR. But the conversation ended there. But that's not who I traded Russell to. So here we are. Are you guys ready? You didn't trade Wait, can him we spe- can we speculate here? Go ahead and take your guesses. Um, take your guesses, but it didn't trade him to Sanders. I you okay? Oh, AK is confused. He saw that puke offer. What he calls a puke offer. He knows I traded Russell, but he doesn't know who. And maybe at one point, AK thought I accepted that deal. No, I knew you rejected <laughs> that deal, but I thought he modified the deal and you accepted. Oh no way! No would, way! Would it no be way! None other wow. than the guy who posted on the forum, hashtag Alpha Thanos, with a Thanos gif there. It's got. It's got. It's got to be a, a Joseph Spitter, right? <laughs> Joseph Spitter thinks that he's baby Thanos. He thinks he's baby Thanos. Um, and yes, I did. I did do the deal with with uh, Spitter. Wow. I did do the deal with Spitter, guys. So, um, also, we're two hours away from this deadline. Is Russell Wilson going to make this big mega deal or not? Is he going to come out of that, um, you know, Seattle Seahawks headquarters with a deal? You know what I'm kind of feeling on that is I think that they're going to play it squirrely and they're going to try and franchise tag him <clears throat> even for the next two years and then possibly offer him a long-term deal. Because if you look at it, his salary in 2019 is $17 million. The highest paid quarterback is $33.5 million. So I think from the Seahawks' perspective, they're like, why are they going to give him $10 more million a year You know, this year when they can just franchise tag him, give him, what is it, like a certain percentage more than $17 million um, for next year? you know, after 2019. Um, So from their perspective, from a business perspective, they're like, why not use the franchise tag? I mean, it might... Well, they they, they have to wait till 2020 to use the franchise tag because he's still under... Right. Yeah, so he will play and make 17 million. Who's getting 33 million this year? Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So... He's going to have to, you know, play that you contract out if nothing gets done. And then 2020, they tag him. He gets a big, um, big salary again. I mean, it's sooner, not even going to be that big. It's going to be like 20 something million. And that's like nothing compared to the <laughs> highest paid quarterback. That's still, that's still a lot. The point is that he has no long term. He has no long-term, exactly. you know, it solidified might, contract. And what if this is a Le'Veon Bell type situation? Yeah, I think that's what it might end up being. And Russell Wilson's not the kind of player or the person to pull that. But but obviously for Le'Veon Bell, it worked well. 
but Russell Wilson's 30 years old. I mean, I don't think he's just going to waste a year, you know? No, he won't. He won't. I'm just saying, though, like, he has to get something done. He won't, re- or he won't report to camp and um, he'll force a trade. But how much control would he have in a possible trade to the New York Giants, for example, if that's where he really wants to go? Like, it's yeah, he good. doesn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, even Brett Favre didn't have control when he got traded to the New York Jets. Well, but, look at but the isn't it better Le'Veon knowing Bell that you're situation. locked up long term to a team that actually wants you, versus like worrying about your future or what what your long term security is with the Seahawks? Say say it again. Isn't it better if you're Russell Wilson? To go to a team, doesn't matter what team, but go to a team that believes in you long-term and has you locked up for a long-term guaranteed rather than go to the Seahawks and play this game of um, are they going to give me what I want or am I going to play on the franchise tag for you instead of like this uncertainty or just go to a team that you already know you know, wants you and is willing to sign you to that long-term deal. Well, last season, Russell Wilson was responsible for 85% of the offensive yardage for the Seahawks. So I don't understand how the team and the fans can even fathom giving him up. I mean, it's there's a lot of money involved. It's not up to but. the fans, though, AK. Of course the fans want him to stay. Of course Pete Carroll wants him like say. But the thing is, can they afford it? Because here's right. the problem with like Aaron Rodgers making $33 million and making so much money. Look at the rest of his team. Look at how the Packers roster has deteriorated over the last few years. They're not going to win a Super Bowl or even be in, like, playoff contention as far as, like, making it to the divisional or the conference championship when you're paying most of your money to your quarterback. Why is Tom Brady always playing in the Super Bowl? Because he would take pay cuts or he would right. less money to make sure other guys got paid. And that's why the, the, the Patriot way has been so successful. If Russell Wilson goes for this mega deal and they already have – had this offensive line issue for, what, how many years he's been playing, running around for his life and still producing. But sooner or later, he's going to get older and older. He's going to get hit and he's going to get hit. This is why I sold as high as I could tonight after two years of him putting up 30-plus touchdowns and less than 12 interceptions and throwing for um, nearly 4,000 yards. In 2017, he was a top fantasy quarterback. We know that. But I'm thinking fantasy football-wise – I don't. I think he has peaked. I think he has peaked, and if he stays, I think with he's going to do better in 2019. I think 2019 he's going to smash. <laughs> Why is he going <laughs> to smash? What's going to be the difference, AK? Tyler Lockett. <laughs> 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 oh, that is can't be your answer, Eric. Aaron, 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 how, how much of how much of your team? allows this to seep into your bias because you have all the Seahawks. You have, <laughs> yeah. th- this, this is the motto of your team this year. Last year it's all the Redskins. This year it's all the Seahawks. How how much of this whole like deal with Russell Wilson is affecting the way you feel about your team in Matrix, whether it's Russell Wilson, Tyler Locke, Doug Baldwin? How does this affect you? Well, originally, I mean, originally... Uh, you know, I was a Seahawks fan until the Raiders decided to move to Vegas, which is my favorite place on the planet. <laughs> so I, I jumped to the Raiders, you know, so I would be a 
a Las Vegas Raiders fan two years before they moved. Um, I officially changed my favorite team. AK, you jumped off your team. You were a Seahawks fan, and you stopped. You're not longer. I don't understand. Are you a Seahawks fan and a Raiders fan then? Well, I'm a Raiders fan. Um, I'm a Raiders fan, and I, I enjoy watching the Seahawks. I like seeing them succeed, and I want the best for them. You're a Seahawks fan, bro. That's what you just said. Mm. You just said that. You root for them. You want success for them. But there's something about Vegas that makes you want to jump ship. It makes you want to be a part of Raider Nation. I get it. Right. It's another conversation for another day. But They're going to be in Vegas for the next 50 years. And to be a fan of theirs originally two years before they move, you know, it really, I mean, that's, that's the best you can get. I had the opportunity to be an OG fan of the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's what I decided to do and drop the Seahawks. Well, how about being a, a Raiders fan for the past two decades and having them go to Vegas? That's that. Well, that's one thing. You know, that's another. That's another issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting off track here, but I want to drop this trade bomb on you guys Let's right now. Yes, please do. Bre- breaking news. This is official now. I've just um, approved it as commissioner in Alpha. I traded Russell Wilson to Spitademics, Joseph Evans. Oh, my gosh. The Tom Brady owner. I'm receiving Tom Brady and the fourth overall pick in the rookie draft this year. Now, 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 now. First of all, I'm going to give you shit. I'm going to give you, since I know AK likes metrics, I know you're a big fan of Miguel, look at the Dynasty dynasty Trade Calculator, if you've ever used it before, and you put those components in, and the value that I get back with a 1.04 and Tom Brady exceeds what Russell Wilson's value is on the Dynasty Trade Calculator. So I get a quarterback that is on some type of, I don't know what Tom Brady's eating or doing off season, but we have seen him play exceptional season after season, and he could play for what do you guys think? Another two years at minimum? Hey, I was actually reading his book today, and I do not have a doubt he's going to play for a longer time. Right. So I have him for at least two years at the minimum. Let's say Giselle says, "I want you to retire." This is bullshit. This is enough. Okay, I have him from two more seasons at the least. And now I have the 1.04. He only scored 30 points less in our league total. We traded Russell Wilson for a quarterback and a potentially another quarterback. I never said I'm taking I'm going to take I the know, most- but that's potentially what 1.4 would be. <laughs> really, really. But just so there's context to this, because I thought ahead. I have, in 2020, my first-round pick, and I have Georgia's first-round pick. So I have two first-round picks. I can take the quarterback of the future for my team next year in that mm-hmm. first round with one of those first-round picks. Mm-hmm. And I can take the best player available at number four this year, and I have five second-round picks that start at the earliest 2.3. Wow. Justin, no, 2.3 or 2.6, something like that, in the early second. Now, 104 is a really interesting spot because I think there's, very, there, there's very some really so. good players there. So tell me, are there, who, 
who were you eyeing? You might, there's no way you make this trade without having your eye on someone at that pick. I know that I'm gonna have the I'm going to have the cream of the crop of the best wideouts. I can't say exactly who's there, but I know for sure that I won't see Nikhil Harry. He'll be gone. Knowing the knowing the guys that we have in our league at number one, uh, Mike Madero, season draft number one overall, and then uh, after that we have Jason drafting at number two overall, um, and he loves Nikhil Harry. And he me, loves, does he cap. love him or is but was that all smoke? It could be smoke though. You know, it could be smoke. Let let Nikhil Harry fall. I doubt that he ever falls in uh, the fourth overall pick. Justin, I, I highly doubt it. I don't know. I, I don't think Justin. any of these receivers are really first-round pick status. Wow. I mean, maybe Nikhil Harry, but all the other receivers, it's just this class is just comparable. It's not comparable to other classes. I feel this class is way, way lower than other classes, mm, especially now, 2020. Now, Justin, you posted earlier today in the forum you you posted a youtube video and you said the metcalf upside is undeniable and then you go <laughs> ahead and you trade for the fourth overall pick where dk metcalf could be sitting to you there mm. is this it could oh be man metcalf. we're breaking that's got to be the most smoke i've ever smelled <laughs> <laughs> oh man so so here's what we got. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna break it down just so you know. Mike at 1.01, Jason at 1.2, and then our new G, our newest GM Sam at 1.03. I feel like I'm in a prime spot to take whether it's whoever's the best player available, whether it's DK Metcalf, whether it's AJ Brown, whether it's Kyler Murray. These guys are all gonna be in discussion. What I know about Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacob is also in discussion. But, you know, I'm in my GM mode right now. You guys don't know who or what I'm thinking. I posted that video with a purpose. I posted that video with purpose to uh, start conversation. Whether you love DK Metcalf or hate him or you love Nikhil Harry or you hate Nikhil Harry, I wanted to put that out there. And I wanted people to start, you know, turning their wheels even more. Maybe even doubt themselves a little bit more. Maybe even rethink things a little bit more. Look at this. And now here we are, guys. Kurt, here we Kurt, are. We know we know for a fact Kurt doesn't like him now. So I think I think by you putting that out there, it now has allowed people to talk about it. And you can yes. now see what people how people view these guys. We see a couple people start bashing DK Metcalf because you say he's good. Now you know that hey, he may fall to me at one oh four. But if you start seeing a lot of a lot of hype and people agreeing with the fact that you like his upside you're like, okay, well, maybe DK Metcalf's not there at the four pick. So now, you knowing some of this, I feel like you made the trade thinking that, hey, it's possible it makes 30. But I, I made that trade. First first of all, I was, I'm not going to act like I manipulated all this because Spitta approached me, okay? Spitta approached me. I was really going to close the door because I was getting offers for Russell Wilson that I felt weren't, that were similar to, like, what Sanders was giving. And I wasn't going to just give Russell Wilson up for you know just to do it so i waited and then uh spitter came to me and he so said he wait, wait overall pick. You're, you're telling me now spitter who is in my division and my rival in matrix <laughs> now has russell wilson in alpha he has russell wilson in alpha yes so this is what he got 
I'll tell you what he's got now. He's trying to win now. He's trying to win it this year. And he has no other picks except two third-round picks. He has two third-round picks. That's it now. And he's going to – you know what he's going to do. He's going to try to wheel and deal and try to move back up, whether it's second-round picks. Or he's going to try and do something. But um, this is Spitta's team now. He's got Eli and Russell at quarterback. And his running backs, he's probably going to start Philip Lindsay and Marlon Mack. He's got OBJ, Brandon Cooks, and Julian Edelman. Those will be his three wideouts. He's grooming James Washington. And his tight ends are Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson, two old guys. And he's got the Seahawks defense. His team is, is pretty pretty damn good, but he's in the West block where he's got to go up against George, who is the champion. He's got to take him out. Didn't Spitta make the playoffs last year? He did. He did make the playoffs last year. And he won GM, uh, GM of the year. He earned that. He was voted GM of the year in Alpha because yeah. of a huge turnaround. But, um, yeah, I just wasn't going to get rid of Godwin, that was for sure. Now it's just, you know, my receivers aren't they, aren't, they aren't sexy. It's Godwin and Larry Fitzgerald, pretty much. So, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of showing my hand. I'm looking for the best skill position there in the top five. That's, that's pretty obvious. I mean, it doesn't take rocket science to know that. And I got Joe Mixon, and I'm hoping Jarek McKinnon comes back healthy. And uh, maybe Edo Smith can be a PPR um, third down back type of guy that can contribute. And Dallas, Gard- Dallas Goddard and Ian-, Ian Thomas are tight ends to look out for. Yeah, well, Greg Olson's already said he's coming back, so Ian Thomas might be under the radar for another year, even he though might- he came up big at the end of last year. He might be, or maybe Greg Olson, even though he says he's going to come back, doesn't mean his role is going to be the same as it has been. That's true. He's been hurt the past couple of years. Who, who, who's going to say... Who's there to say he's going to be healthy this year? We don't know that. Yeah, so you got to prepare for the you got to prepare for the uh, potential of Ian Thomas to emerge this year. At the same time, I did inquire with Spitta. Now that this is done, I did inquire about Greg Olson, and I was going to give a late the last second round, the last pick in the second round to get Greg Olson to handcuff. But then I figured, you know what? I'd rather keep that second round pick as a dart throw. And Ian Thomas, I'll, I'll put my bet on him, or hopefully it's Dallas Goddard that emerges, or maybe I'm gonna. Fi- I have all these second round picks. I can get one young starting rookie tight end maybe out of it. So we'll see. So I figured instead of using it on Greg Olson, who's probably gonna play just one more year. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the dynamic to dynasty, guys. As you know, you gotta think long term. Always gotta think long term, and it's yeah. kind, of, kind of good to hear your side of things on that. And I, I think that. It's, I mean, who was who your backup quarterback when making this move? See, that's the issue. I had no backup quarterback. I had Russell Wilson, Mason Rudolph, and Colt McCoy. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know what? I, I will say it was a pleasure doing business with Spitta because at first he was offering just a 1.04 for um, uh, Russell Wilson. And I, I wasn't going to do that just because I was like, well – if I just get rid of Russell, what am I going to do about my quarterback situation? Then I'm, I'm pretty much forced to take Kyler Murray, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to have to figure out a, another way to get a quarterback. And I'm still not guaranteed if I take Kyler Murray that he's going to start right away. Or, you know, you know, just never know what's going to happen. I don't and, know how everyone's sleeping on Haskins. That, hey, people are sleeping on Haskins, but he won't get taken in the top half of the first round. But anyways, so bottom line is spit it off. He said, I'll throw in Tom Brady, too. 
He really wants Russell Wilson. In fact, he's the one who traded me Russell Wilson two years ago after the 2016 season. I traded Jared Goff in like a third round pick to him for Russell Wilson and a second round pick. I forgot how it worked out, but it was Russell Wilson and Jared Goff pretty much. Wow. And then he, he let Jared, he traded Jared Goff to uh, Edgar, who RIP his team taken over by Jason, who now has Jared Goff. Yeah. So that that and that's, oh. this is after Jared Goff's rookie year. So let's let's go back in time and remember <laughs> what that was like. He got him on you want to know what I traded for Russell Wilson? Like four four no name players, including <laughs> including I think it was um, no I, I don't think it was Aaron Jones, but a first round in 2019, a second round in 2019, and a second round in 20. Or no, first round 2018, second round 2018, and a second round 2019. For Russell That's Wilson? I, yeah, all right, for all right, I got, I got the whole deal here. The whole <laughs> deal here. Aaron Kagan slash Mad Dog 808 sends Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So two backup quarterbacks that really... Bradford was a starter at the time. Bridgewater was an unknown. Peyton Barber who was a starter for Tampa Bay. Geronimo Allison, who had a couple good games with the Packers, but who knows. J.J. Nelson, who is with the Raiders now. Uh, his first-round pick this year, which I think ended up being, what was it, the seventh pick? 1.7, yep. Seventh pick. And then a uh, second-round pick of York, which, I don't know, is that like a late second this year? Yep. And then a uh, second-round pick the year after. For Russell Wilson, so right. I mean, traded a lot. It's, Even though some of those players don't really matter, but the picks that 1.7 pick actually on Dynasty Trade Calculator was the equivalent. The 1.07, yeah. if you if you cite that source, is equivalent to Russell Wilson one for one. You know so, who my quarterback was? <laughs> who? Sam Bradford <laughs> and Tyrod Taylor. I don't know how that would. Oh yeah, I remember you did have Tyrod Taylor, and then you had the trade with. <laughs> you had the infamous trade with uh, Jensen. So at, so at the end of, end of this, it says in exchange for Russell Wilson, and then Aaron says the dog is loose. Dot dot dot. G unit is mine. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and it still holds true. <laughs> the dog is loose. You, with Tyler Lockett shows- and Russell Wilson. That shows your love for Russell, though. That That's more than, like, that's coming from the emotion, from the heart, from the fandom. To, for those extra picks, I feel. Now, Aaron, if... I, I had to add that last second in order to get him to say yes right there. Like, he was still on the brink, and then I was like, I'll just give you another second. And then he was like, all right. Now, Aaron... That was major. That was major. Major. <laughs> oh, wow, major. Aaron, tell us now, if if Russell gets traded from the Seahawks, are you then trading Russell Wilson off your team? Absolutely not. What are you doing about Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin then? <clears throat> they might be on the block, but Russell's still my pillar. So let's say, for example, Russell Wilson goes to the Giants. Are you trying to trade Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin for Who Evan are they going to have at quarterback? Paxton Lynch? 
Oh, are you trying to trade Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin for Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram? Should try and get Russell Wilson's stack with the Giants if he goes there. No, no, because Nahal would not trade those players. Oh, he has both of them. Yes. <laughs> now that would be interesting. <laughs> yes, it would be. It would make our divisional matchup very interesting for sure. <laughs> now I'm no. praying for Russell Wilson to go to the Giants. Oh, no. <laughs> I really actually don't want to see that happen because they lost OBJ. I mean, what kind of weapons? Sterling Shepard really (laughs) is not going to be a a number one wide receiver. I mean, that's just crazy. They're going to have to acquire a number one or draft a number one at six. Well, they have six and 17. So, But here's the thing, though. If you're trading for Russell Wilson, then I'm assuming those picks are gone. Right. Yeah. I would too. I would assume at least. That's if this happens, happens now. If that's I if would this think, happens. I, I would think 17 and their first second round pick would be a good trade for the Giants to make if they can get that done. And then pay Russell, give him a new contract. Now, I think he plays through this year, actually. Like yesterday, I was just smoking it up. And I knew, like. He's going to have to play through his contract or he gets to make a deal from the Seahawks. They're not going to give him up. Like the Seahawks, they won't do that. But at the same well, time, he won't get the freedom if- to walk in 2020 because they'll franchise tag him again. And then after that, sooner or later, if they don't get a huge deal done, he's going to try and orchestrate that trade to, let's say, the New York Giants. But at the end of the day, they don't care. They're going to get him out of the conference. They're going to send him to the AFC. Now, now if you know. Russell Wilson had put essentially a strict deadline. He essentially said, today, if you don't have an extension to me by today, and by the way, he did this way early in the offseason. He did this like yeah. right when the season was over. He said, hey, January. where are you going? Yeah, he said, he said this in January. He said, look, I'm going to give you until April 15th. Let's get a deal done. He That's said, the first day of offseason uh, workouts. It makes sense. I mean, why would he need the distraction of his contract? Exactly. And, you know, if the Seahawks actually give, give him a, a monster contract this year, it wouldn't even start this year. It yeah. would He would play out 2019 at $17 million and then have his monster deal kick in, which, you know, that makes sense. Why not? Why, why, why would they not want to do that? Yeah, it's, um, it's a curious thing, and maybe they're calling his bluff because he said if it's not by this deadline – I'm not going to sign extension. Game over. Now the Seahawks are in a position where if they don't get that done in the next hour and a half, which I'm assuming it's probably not going to get done, but let's say, say they don't get it done. Now now you're playing hardball with Russell Wilson where he said, hey, yeah. you, you now have to franchise tag him. And if you know for a fact that he is not going to sign long-term with you after you didn't get this deadline there? done with him, now you have to trade him now because you're going to get more assets for him now. If you try to trade him two years down the road when he's on the franchise tag, you're not going to get as much for him. It just, just and, and, end of the day, you're not going to get as much for him yeah, as if you were right. to trade him right now. Man, I'm, look, I'm looking at these updates, and I'm looking for updates on Russell Wilson. Um... See, I was looking at what Benjamin Albright was saying earlier today. Um, that's my guy, if you guys know, I've been talking about him a lot, but he essentially says there are 25 plus teams that'll be knocking on the door for this, and he's saying a lot of teams would trade their current quarterback now, 
plus two first-round picks for Russell Wilson without picking. He even says the Eagles. He says the Eagles and the, and the Rams would cough up Goff or Wentz plus two first-round picks for Russell Wilson. How sick would it be if Russell Wilson went to the Raiders for two <laughs> first-round picks? Dude, they How could do it. They have would that the pieces. Be? And Carr. Like, if you, th- if you think of a situation, that's perfect because the Raiders have what the Seahawks need. Picks. Like, first-round picks. Multiple first-round picks. You have the fourth pick in this draft. You could, t- you could trade the fourth pick. You could trade another first-round pick. And maybe, like, a second or something. You get Russell Wilson. The Seahawks now get the fourth pick. They can take their quarterback of the future there. Plus, have extra assets to do it. I don't think and it's a good ha- trade for the Seahawks. I think it's a t- if you're trading Russell Wilson, it's just it's just stupid. It's just stupid if you're trading Russell Wilson because he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But at the end of the day, like, like if you're gonna do it, you might as well just. And get they it already money. have the cap space allotted allotted for a monster contract for the quarterback because Derek Carr is getting paid a monster contract, so they already have the space allotted for it. Yeah, and it's um. Man, it's just it's one of those things where I, I, it's it's hard it's hard to comprehend. Man. I think hard. Russell Wilson is is more successful than Kyler Murray's gonna be. I mean, Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks. Like, I think I think I think if you're a Kyler Murray fan, you're hoping that he becomes the level of Russell Wilson. I think you just yeah. hope that he becomes Russell. Wilson. I'm gonna tell you this, guys. I'm gonna tell you. Sorry to interrupt, but if he gets this deal, where according to Peter King, um. He he thinks Russell Wilson is looking for a contract that pays him fifteen to eighteen percent of the salary cap. What is the salary cap right now, by the way? I think it's one hundred ninety million. Just okay, so you, somebody do the math right now and tell me what fifteen percent of that is. Um, no team has ever won the Super Bowl with the quarterback making over thirteen point one. I guess or thirteen percent. I don't know. I guess that's what he's trying to say. The point is, like, it's a team sport at the end of the day. Aaron Rodgers probably won't win another Super Bowl. He won one, and that's it. He's making too much money. And when you pay Russell Wilson this much, I just don't know how you supplement the roster um, with the right guys unless you draft perfectly. They better pray they draft well and finally put an offensive line in front of them. Because well, that's what Pete Carroll can do. He can draft well. Pete Carroll's not the one drafting, though. John Schneider's the one drafting. He's the GM. Pete Carroll has say, yes, but he's not the GM making the moves. It's the the GM that's drafting, and they can't hit on – you can look at the past offensive line uh, draft picks that they've they've chosen. It's not – it's just not happening there. Like, he just doesn't have – he never has an offensive line. Never. As far as pass protection, they ran the ball well. Last year, weren't they the be- best rushing offense in the league? Yeah, because they ran the ball more than any other team. Like, here's here's and the- Russell Wilson ran the ball a, sh- a load, <laughs> but he needs pass protection. That's the key here. The so is, they like, better figure that out. He's never had a good offensive line, and think think about how good Russell Wilson has been with, and he's never had a good offensive line his entire career. It's like it, I think it just shows how good Russell Wilson is. And, it does. It and, really does. I think I think when you look at the Seahawks at, I mean, bringing Brian Schottenheimer last year, I think we just need to talk about this because Brian Schottenheimer was brought in last year, and I just gotta say, like, he is he is in the stone age 
of the NFL, the, the new the new yeah. age of the NFL that's becoming more modern, it's becoming really pass happy, and he just wants to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. You have Russell Wilson, a top five quarterback in the league, and you're gonna run the ball more than any other team in the league. When you have Russell Wilson, when you have Russell Wilson who's only passing for four hundred and twenty seven pass attempts. Four hundred and twenty seven pass attempts the entire season for Russell Wilson. That is just insane. Like like if, if you're the Seahawks, it makes zero sense to pay Russell Wilson fifteen percent of the cap if you're gonna utilize him like that. So in that sense, you trade him because you might as well just not even utilize him. You can get you can get an average quarterback. You can get Tavares Jackson, whoever their backup quarterback is. Paxton, Paxton you can, you Lynch. Paxton Lynch. If you're gonna run the ball that much, it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't. There matter. was one analyst, and it was said to be the most far-fetched idea to come out that the Seahawks should roll with Paxton Lynch over Wilson. And that's just the complete, like, ridiculousness. But it makes sense if they can trade and get value in that sense and then maybe roll with Paxton Lynch. But, you know, I'm, I would not be a Seahawks fan if they were to do that. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're the Seahawks, you pay the money. But if you're paying the money, you have to utilize them as if you paid that money. Right. You look, you look at the four years prior... Or the, the the two years prior in 2016-2017 was some of his better years in the league. He had 550 pass attempts on average for those both years. He's putting up put up great numbers on the ground, great numbers through the air. He's over 4,000 um, through the air. He put up 34 touchdowns last year, 35 this year. I mean, this is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league, and it's it, you have to utilize him in the right way. And he's taking him. a lot of sacks, though, by the way, guys. He is very efficient. 35 touchdowns last year, only seven interceptions. What, 60 or 65%, somewhere between that range of pass completion. Mm-hmm. 3,500 yards. Yeah, the numbers are great. But Brian Schoenheimer, I was never a fan when they hired him, and I was surprised that Russell Wilson still came finished with that stat line at the end of the season. He's running mm-hmm. the offense that they ran um, in New York with Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez, they are not using um, Russell Wilson's max potential. He works his butt off. They are not putting a great offensive line in front of him to protect him. They are not providing enough weapons. Doug Baldwin is his number one receiver that is now um, declining. He's next in line, but at the same time, is Tyler Lockett truly a number one guy? We know that is not the case. So, I don't know what the Seahawks are doing. They have drafted well in the past um, defensively. They obviously hit on Russell. They hit on on Doug Baldwin. But for some reason, they are not providing him uh, the pass protection that he needs, which is why I'm selling high. That's my point. <laughs> yes, 100%. And um, one interesting fact, I don't know if you know this. Um, well, let's do a quick quick quiz here. What, what is Russell Wilson's middle name? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys give me one guess? One guess. Um, Leonard. I don't know why I thought close. that. <laughs> it's close. It's it's Carrington. His wow. middle name is Carrington. I've never heard that name before. I just thought it was very interesting. <laughs> that, that is that a fun thing. That's an interesting factoid. Yes. All right. Um, I want to talk about the contract a little bit because I think I think when we were looking at these, I mean, him asking for a percentage of the salary cap, it's something we've never seen before in the NFL. It's groundbreaking. It's similar to what happened with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was asking for a fully guaranteed contract, something we've never seen before. 
What happened with Kirk Cousins? He left because the team didn't want to pay him a fully guaranteed contract. Russell Wilson wants to get a percentage of the cap, which I feel like at some point in the NFL, that is going to be the standard. But being the first one, being the pioneer for this type of contract gets a lot of backlash. And if the Seahawks aren't on board with it, I guarantee you some other team is. But there's this interesting dynamic now where it's like, Russell Wilson's smart. He understands that there's going to be huge gambling implications that's really going to help the revenue of the NFL. He wants a piece of that. He doesn't want to have to keep redoing his deal every couple of years like mm. these like these other quarterbacks do. He just wants to get paid top quarterback money. He wants to get a percentage of the contract. And I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's fair for yeah. everyone involved. It also should be it. fully He's guaranteed. It. it should be a fully guaranteed contract similar to Cousins. Yeah, I dude. Mean, all I know is he wants to hit. He wants to surpass Aaron Rodgers. He wants to have thirty-four million a year. He deserves it. He is the best quarterback of the last seven years. Wow. He is. He okay, is. it's time to debate. I I love Russell Wilson, but you're saying he's the number one quarterback over the last seven years. It, it, there there was a there was a stat saying that he is. He's produced the most out of any quarterback over the. Their first seven seasons in the league. Oh, you're talking about his first seven years in the league out of uh, quarterbacks' first seven years of their career? Or yeah. The mm-hmm. last seven years in the NFL? No, first seven years of their career. Well, that would mean, yeah, it's been it's been seven years since he came into the league. And what, was it 20, 2012 or 2013? 2012 draft because Andrew Luck and RG3 got taken at one and two and Russell Wilson slipped to the third round. Wow. Isn't that crazy? RG3 got taken at two, right? Yes, Andrew Luck got taken first overall. And the Redskins traded a boatload to get to number two. Right. Now, Redskins, they don't change their ways because I'm hearing they met, did they meet with, um, they met with Kyler Murray? Yeah, they met with Kyler yep. Murray. They met with all the quarterbacks. But they, what if they, do they have the ammo to get to number one? Um, I mean, technically every team has a lot of ammo. I mean, could <laughs> they do years, it? I mean, so if you, if, I mean, I'm just going to quickly pull up here the, the Eagles Rams trade just so we can kind of get a guideline because I believe the Eagles moved up from 15. Well, the Eagles moved up from 15 to 2 to get one. So I'm just going to use that as kind of a guideline because it's some of our right. Eagles. Um, but you're going to have to give up, obviously, 15. You're going to give up your second-round pick. Um, I just want to see the trade. I think the Rams are at 15, maybe. No, the Rams are at 15. They moved all the way up to 1. So this is a perfect example considering the Redskins are at 15 this year. So... Wouldn't you think uh, a draft day trade of Rosen would make sense if they choose Kyler Murray at one, then they make a draft day trade of Rosen and yeah. get like a second round pick? Yeah, I think that they're shooting for a first. I don't know if they're going to get it, but I I don't have a doubt that if it came down to it, the Redskins would be willing to give up their second round pick for, for Rosen. I think that's a, just a logical fit for both I parties. can't believe the draft is 10 days away. It's so awesome. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, I wish I <clears throat> I wish I could enjoy that day off, but I, 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 I hope you guys have a good time. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun and interesting to see how everything plays out.
Um, but just to go back to the Rams trade with with the the Rams trade with the Titans, number fifteen to move up to number one. They gave up the fifteenth overall pick. They had two second round picks that year. They gave up both of those. They had a third round pick that year. They gave up both those. So they had four picks in the top three rounds. They're giving up all those picks to move up. They're also giving up their first round pick the year after and a third round pick the year after. So essentially they're wow. left with Jared Goff and a second round pick in 2017. And then other than that, they have their picks like in the fourth round or after. But we're talking about top three rounds. They only have a second round pick in the 2017 draft and the first round pick. They're essentially giving up two draft classes for for the right to move up to number one. Wow. So we're they had at, confidence in in their franchise quarterback, <laughs> and it's paid off. It's paid off because they were able to get Goff, um, and he's he made the Super Bowl. You know, and that's that's the risk these teams have when they go in there. But if you're the Redskins, you're likely giving up 15, 46, your third round pick. The Rams had an extra second, so that helped out a deal. But you're also giving it. You're you're probably giving up your first, second, third this year. First, second, third next year, and then maybe an extra third the year after, something crazy like that. Like, we're we're talking about a lot of picks that are that are going to be traded if that were to happen. There is a mock draft on CBS Sports saying this is a scenario where, yeah, the Giants could trade six and seventeen and a second round this year, a second round next year to the Seahawks, and give the Seahawks the ammo to get six, swap with three with the Jets and whatever else they need to to get that number three pick and take Kyler Murray. So get the Russell Wilson clone to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I'm also seeing After- I'm also seeing something that says a potential three-team trade between the Cardinals, the Giants, and the Seahawks where the Seahawks will get the first overall pick and they get a second-round pick in 2020. The Cardinals will get the Giants' first, first or the sixth pick, the 17th pick, and the 37th pick. And the Giants will get Russell Wilson. Wow. So essentially, the Giants would be trading their 6-17th and their 37th pick for Russell Wilson. But they'd be trading that to the Cardinals because the Cardinals would then give the first pick for the Seahawks to get Kyler Murray. Wow. A lot of smoke here. Kyler Murray, I mean, if, if the Seahawks are going to trade Russell Wilson, might as well get Kyler Murray, a guy who a lot of people would compare to him. And will be able to maneuver better around a worse offensive line than maybe a guy like a Drew Locke or one of these pocket Breaking wrestlers. news. Breaking news. I wish we had the breaking news alert button. <laughs> breaking news in Alpha. For all everyone who says Alpha's not lit, you guys are jealous right now in the offseason because I don't see Trinity or Matrix making these moves. No offense. Love You're you guys. Damn right, you don't see Matrix <laughs> making these moves. <laughs> but here's we got another Spitademics trade. Wow. Another Patriot gone. Another Patriot gone. He just traded Julian Edelman to Fadi Musa, aka Beta Bay in Alpha, for two second round picks, two point ten and two point eleven for Julian Edelman. Um, so Spitta revamps his draft pick set. He now has two second round picks. He's a he's a good scout. He watches a lot of uh, prospects. So now he has four draft picks, two seconds, two thirds, and he just got rid of Brady and Edelman, and now he has Russell Wilson. So that's what he he was um, scheming tonight. Wow, uh, he's he's scheming hardcore right now. He didn't really need Edelman. I mean, it's nice to have Edelman as a PPR guy, but he had Cooks. He has Cooks and OBJ. That's all. I, I, I don't see why Fatty would trade two 
second round picks for freaking Edelman. He's 34. Like, he, there's so many questions around him. That is true. I maybe not. Maybe he's not trying to draft. Maybe he's not trying to put his resources into scouting and wants to make sure he gets a sure thing for the next two to three years. He also has Tyreek Hill, and maybe he feels like he can win now. Well, yeah, I mean, Edelman is on the same training regimen as Brady, so you know <laughs> muscle pliability is is uh, must extend his career as well. Okay, and Kay, so you're reading this book. Tell me about the book. It's a book club. What are you reading about Tom Brady? I want it since well, well, it's about his training regimen and what he's been doing over the his, the last twenty years of his career, and that's why it's it's given him the longevity. And he says it. He says that it's because of this muscle plot pliability training regimen that he, you know, devotes half half the time he trains. Every time he trains is devoted to muscle pliability training. And so, you know, it's a combination of diet as well as stretching and uh, massage to to elongate the muscles. And that's what he believes. <laughs> Has, has extended his career the way it has. And, you know, I don't have a doubt. I think, you know, maybe even Tiger Woods is incorporated some of these ideals, you know, and he just won the Masters yesterday. Did you uh, watch the documentary on Brady, like, last year on the Facebook? on Facebook? I did not, but I wanted to. Facebook did. I guess he partnered with Facebook. But, yeah, his shows his regimen. You know, he, he's throwing in pads in the off season. He's drinking these, I don't know, smooth. I don't even know if he's vegan or what, or gluten-free. I don't know what he does, but obviously it's working. I don't see why more people are doing exactly what he does. But, yeah, and he doesn't get hit. Like, refs protect him, too. Like, you don't touch Brady. You rarely touch Brady. Right. So that's what I'm excited about. In this league, the way it is, um, the way the rules are set, the I think he can play five more years. I think 45 is his mark. He's going to retire on his terms. Now, now I, yeah. I think it's interesting when it comes to Tom Brady is the fact that what is, he's 42 now. He just came off a Super Bowl win. Most quarterbacks on the 42, they come off a Super Bowl, they're going to retire. Not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's like, I got more in the tank. And you, if, even if you're, at a de- if you're at a decline and you say, hey, maybe, maybe I, I have a couple years if I really tried. But if you end on a Super Bowl win, you're likely going to go out. Unless you know that you have great playing left for multiple seasons. Right. And the interesting thing about Brady is this is the last year of his contract. So at 42, he would need an extension of some sort. And I mean, that's like, that sounds ludicrous, you know, to any, any other player that is ludicrous. To have an extension at 42. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we haven't seen guys play this long in the, the NFL other than kickers. I mean, kickers are really the only ones that are able to sustain um, that longevity in the NFL. So I think um, Tom Brady's setting a new standard for these quarterbacks where, you know, if they're following the proper training regimen, we can see these guys like Russell Wilson. We can see guys like Aaron Rodgers. We can see these guys last into their mid-40s in the NFL. Yeah. He's setting an example for sure. 100%. Wow. 
That's true. These quarterbacks could be playing, as far as the elite quarterbacks, only a handful could be playing for a long time. That's true. Um, some just don't. Some just don't get that. I guess that luck or that you know, it takes it takes some things to happen. He he's sick though. He's addicted to winning. Like seriously, he's insane. He has six rings, and yeah. his wife. His wife has all the money that they'll ever need. Like, it does. I mean, it, you know, to risk his body, he must know something. You know, it's not the <laughs> money. Is he now? It's not the Smell money. The beans. <laughs> Is he trying to win ten? Do you think he could win ten rings? I don't know. That's what he's attempting, but <laughs> it's damn hard to win one, and he has six already. So, I don't ten know. Super Bowls. I ten think the ideal Bowls. that you brought up earlier of the Patriot way has a lot to do with their winning ways. Also, how long is Bill Belichick going to coach for? As long as he wants, dude. <laughs> he's he's the only guy that is basically. The GM, the head coach, the the everything. He runs the whole ship. He is the oldest coach in the NFL. He's older than Pete Carroll. Uh, and we saw Gruden try to play GM last year, and that was interesting. Doesn't it doesn't happen all the time? Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to be two to have two jobs with so much stress. Why would Gruden take Colton Miller? I'm just so baffled <laughs> by that. I don't know why either. That was a reach. I liked Colton Miller as a second-round pick value. I, I watched his tape, and I saw you know upside, and I saw he had tools, but he was inconsistent, and I was just stunned when they took him in the first round. Yeah. But uh, here's another alert. Spitta just texted me. He said, I'm winning Alpha next year. Oh, wow. He's, uh, he's throwing it out there. Yeah, Losing he's... Tom Brady and his his number one slot receiver. Like, yeah, that's that's – Freaking genius! <laughs> oh, he came with the shade. He gave throwing shade. Spitz is so confident right now, but he's got to go through the West. He's got to beat George. And right now, as you guys have been noticing over last week, we could talk about since we're talking Alpha, the rivalry brewing, the hate between uh, Spitta and George. Yeah, yeah, I felt it. The documents released so easily, so quickly by Spitta to shame George and to pretty much put an embargo on him and to show people, hey, this guy wants my players, but at the same time he doubts my players on on the public forum. Basically, he that this a West Side uh, rivalry is intensifying here with the champion and Spitta, who is also the GM of the year. Let's not forget, yep. I think this rivalry started back in the campaign. I mean, you look at you look at also what, you know, Joseph was saying to, to Kurt. I mean, they, they were going at it a little bit too as well um, last week. He's throwing some shots all over the place. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Joseph is uh, very happy he won, uh, he won Omega. Because I, I wonder what, what the conversation would be like if he didn't win. What, how how are these conversations flip if he doesn't win Omega for these two? I can't even believe he won Omega. The last two guys in Guru Nation didn't vote, and I think that's blasphemous. To call Spitta the winner when there's two people that didn't vote, then there was all that flipping drama, like it's, and then then he shows up 
three hours late to his Madden game that that he <laughs> he brought up. Like it's just completely ridiculous. Like Kurt's having to stay up to like two in the morning to play Madden when he works in a freaking freezer. Like how does that work? What? <laughs> what are you? Okay, hold on. AK, can we rewind? What What are you saying? What What are I'm you trying to say? Spitta, Spitta made Kurt. Stay up waiting for three hours while he supposedly downloaded the game. I mean, it's just ridiculous that he, you know, he, and then he goes off and he wins the Madden match. Like, it's just completely ridiculous. We were all left waiting for Spitta for three hours. And, you know, he finally trots, trots in like he's the fucking... Dude, he had to. Okay, first of all, I'm not defending anyone, but you know when you buy Madden and you you have to install it, so it took hours. And this all happened because these two guys rushed the Madden game. I we said we'll give you a week, like take a week, play, practice, and they're squabbling over which Madden game to play, whether it was the current or the year before. And it just was so rushed. Like, if they just would agree to just wait a week, then they could have hashed out exactly which game they're playing. And then it turned to a spat because Kurt didn't want to buy the new Madden and then Spitta didn't want to go get the old Madden. And <laughs> But it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. So he installed Madden, waited for hours, and then he, he handled business. I wish it didn't have to come. Since we're bringing all this old, it seems like forever ago. <laughs> I remember talking to Dalton the night of the final vote and just how how much drama there was. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> for it to come to a Madden game was just, that was the only thing we could do. It was do. so funny. Like, it was... Oh, my God. Like, that was my worst nightmare that there was a tie. Because me as a, not just a commissioner, but a founder and, like, organizing all this stuff like i need to make sure it runs smoothly it's my worst nightmare when there's a tie at the end of the night like i want there to be a winner like if there's a clear-cut winner that that means there are no rebuttals and drama but this was just this was a crazy night but anyways here we are he's commissioner joe spitta yeah i just i bring it up because i think that that's where some of the the, the frustration and drama stems from um there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of tension there There, will always be there will always be tension there will always be and that's the amazing thing about Gru Nation is that these things these things are never forgotten the tension or rivalries from two years ago five years ago six years ago in alpha like they come back people remember people don't forget like and then soon to the next generation like i don't know what happens when we're like 60 years old (laughs) and our kids like take over our franchise and and they know that their dad had beef with so and so's dad. This is <laughs> like, like Game that's of gonna Thrones. This is Game of Thrones <laughs> in baseball for, for... Exactly. It basically is. Like those are things that we have to think about to keep Gru Nation going. We have to think about the future. Our our future seeds. Are, are they gonna even care? Are they gonna wanna take on this legacy that we leave them? This is the stuff that I think about. <laughs> right? Oh my so, God. and then that brings me to up up to 2021. You know, I I really want to put out, and I hope Hawk is not thinking about this at this point. 
But, you know, the question is, will there be another expansion in 2021? Wow. I think without a doubt, there has to be. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, AK is for. (laughs) Well, that's the question after, you know, Infinity. Are we going to do four more leagues in installment of four to to finish this, to wrap this up? Can't stop a snowball, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Can't jump in front of a snowball. So you know, I'm I'm I've already thought about it, and you guys, I guess I can leak it now. But it's like I I have an idea for Gru Nation Prime in 2021. Um, that that's that would be the next league. Prime? Why, oh. why, why would you call it Prime? Oh my gosh! How did I come up with this? You know, just like how did I come up? How did we come up with Matrix, you know, Trinity and Omega. That was kind of like obvious, you know, going in order. Omega, we called it Omega. To, we thought it would be the last Omega if you look at yeah. the definition. Um, but I don't know. Prime came to me. I also have, um, <clears throat> also have, you know, because I'm a big superhero guy. I also thought of uh, Ultron in 2022. Uh you know, powerful names, you know, names well, that... Well, since know. we know that Aaron Sanders is going to win commissioner in 2021, <laughs> it's got to be some kind of Marvel theme for sure. <laughs> Wait, you can't say, you can't call it that he's going to win in 20... Like, how do you know that's going to happen? Because AK oh, and I are hopping no on the doubt. Sanders trade in 2021. No AK, you think you're Nostradamus or something? Like, <laughs> I, I, I have a vision. <laughs> AK has a vision. Okay, I want to know more about this vision. Also, um, I thought of uh, GN Carnage. And Ooh. to end it all, the end-all, be-all in 2024, the last, the eighth final, this is all hypothetical, is GN Legacy. Oh. And, that one warms my, and that one warms my heart to be the final uh, 12 new guys that come in as far so as that added to the the four potential council That's members. Gonna Just, be, that, that would be 100 total people, right? That would be 100 total people. We're at 52 right now. 12 times the next four is 48, hypothetically. Yep, that would be 100 people. Yeah. The GN 100. That would be and unbelievable. Now, if there's 41 people in here, 40 people actually, well, in the forum, we don't have the 52 yet, obviously. We're waiting on Joe... Um, to bring them, introduce them, but with the with the chaos and the episodes we have here with this amount of people, just imagine what it could, what would it be like? Oh my gosh, are we gonna be able with, to control it all? <laughs> with double, it's the, the you can't. There's no way it can be stopped. Ak wants to. He wants to multiply to. <laughs> It's <laughs> an infinite leagues, dude. AK has a vision. AK wasn't was- it? Wasn't it originally Spitta's idea to, 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 to get a stock symbol or something? Then I just wanted to go public, and that's and that's BS. Like we we have no money. We're not making money off this. This is basically a nonprofit. We're not making money. This is not a business. We can't go public. He meant public is like let's stop being private. Let's be like a public forum. Let's like tell more people about Guru Nation. I get it. He sparked the idea. 
the only way for us to go public and have more people care was to expand more leagues with the same ideals. And that's where me and Haka said, fine, let's open a second league, which was crazy to think about at that time to just yeah. start Matrix, was just crazy to think about, like, because we had just been so focused on the people in this group of 16. Yeah. And so think about it for like five years, for like five years straight, it only been like 16 people like talking yeah. to each other. And not even all 16 people actively talking to each other, maybe like half of them. And then just think of how great of an idea it was to agree to that and yeah, expand to Matrix. Like it's it's incredible. Like we've created a monster. You've created a monster. <laughs> and Blue Nation, the forum was only created in 2013. We started the league in 2012. Or maybe it was created in 20. I, I think we have the establishment date on the on the profile, on the forum. But so only for like a few years were we just on a Facebook forum. Facebook, the Facebook forum really changed everything and opened all the doors to just 24-7 trash talking. Having trash a lot talking, of fun. Content, of fun. exactly. Whereas you didn't have to log into your Yahoo and get on the message board and wait for people to write. Because people weren't going to be on that medium. But Facebook was the medium that everyone was constantly getting notifications on because we're on Facebook already. Right. So that's what changed the game. But... Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm really excited. First off, let's see what happens with Infinity. Let's see who makes the moves to get into the top four of their leagues this year in 2019 and earns themselves a ticket into Infinity and makes their $500 payments into the pot. And it's going to be... I'm, I'm already planning on Infinity. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> is planning on Infinity, dude. dude it's in the works. All the Seahawks, all the Seahawks is gonna <laughs> pay for your ticket, dude. Let's, okay, AK. And Justin Tucker, bro. Justin <laughs> Tucker. Your vision. Okay, again, your vision for for the future, AK. Who, who do you think are potential commissioners? Since you said Sanders is easily one of them. Yeah. Well, um, you know. Sanders is the one, and then for you're saying for 2022. I I'm just saying like in general whether it's candidates for 2020 guys you can see running and if this happened if we did expand the four leagues who could run in uh, 2022 etc. You know people like in politics we're talking about for the past two years we're talking about the 2020 election in the United States and look it's creeping up on us so you're already looking ahead to power players guys that are not only. Um, efficient in their guru nation politics but their performance who who have you noticed in the forum whether it's any league outside of your own or your league well i would i would definitely think that jensen would be a very capable person to run a league even though he has a lot of time constraints right now and he wouldn't be down to do it right now but i think in time he would be a, a very good candidate to at least think about running a league. Um, in addition to him, uh, you know, the NWO, they're all quammies. So I, I <laughs> eliminate all of the NWO. Um, so it basically would boil down to Sanders uh jensen and then let's see <laughs> robbie robbie is part of the nwo so he's out <laughs> any nwos out yeah um i mean you're saying the nwo 
You're saying the NWO is a regime that can't be trusted. You're saying the NWO, NWO is a regime that shouldn't be entrusted to lead Absolutely. a league. But therefore, you have you have you have Spitta is is a commissioner now, and, right. and his big brother Haka, who who brought in the NWO. So how can you right. say that? I don't know. I don't even know. I, I really I'm just baffled. <laughs> I'm just. It's just, just like. <laughs> People are baffled that Trump is president, so... Right, exactly. <laughs> that is a perfect, perfect example. That's how I feel. <laughs> you think Major has a chance? I think Major possibly. I think Dalton, you know, definitely has a chance. Wow. But I know Dalton is going to be a council member for Aaron with me, so... Wow, that's he's dropping bombs. <laughs> You're dropping vision bombs right now, AK. Yeah, so, you know, there are potentials. But, yeah, take NWO out of it. Take Nahal. Nahal, absolutely never. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Wow, I can't wait for Nahal to listen to this. <laughs> Nahal's going to run because of you, AK. He's going to do it exactly. He'll, just... he'll run and he'll lose. <laughs> Wow, so you're so you're for certain that if you know expansion comes, Sanders will run and he will have you two on the ticket, or is there is there a third? I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna drop bombs without his permission, but yeah. <laughs> but we just did. <laughs> okay. Now, what about Kurt? Well, Kurt. I, won't, I don't want to say bounce back because he, he put up a huge fight. He did what he had to do. It came down to a Madden game. Does he ever run again? Does he ever? Well, here's the thing. Kurt actually is going to run a dynasty league now. Savage Gate is transforming into a dynasty okay, league. Okay, okay. I'm not asking about Savage Gate, AK. <laughs> no, but it ties in. So, it ties into I mean, the whole thing because the whole idea with Kurt was... I mean, at the end of the day, Kurt is Kurt is an amazing commission. I mean, he has been in yeah, Savage Gate for absolutely. eight plus years, and the thing is, like, the whole idea behind it was so special. Like, the thing was like, go to Vegas, we'll reunite everyone and do it. The whole idea got transformed into this other league that he runs. So, like, all the ideas and stuff that we were going to do in Omega now got transformed into this other league. So, I'm not speaking for him because I actually have no idea, but. If he's going to do another league, is he able to come back with like the same thing as like Vegas or whatnot? Like, is that is that an idea that's going to come back, or is he going to come with a different idea? Like, I don't know. Um, but I just I wanted to point out that the fact that Aaron was talking about this other league, the fact that he done that other league, does that make him content with the fact that he's getting a similar league as he was with Omega, and maybe he doesn't run again, or is that something that he's going to try again um, in the future, possibly? Wow. I could see him trying again. I could see that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Kurt, Kurt's definitely... Because Spitta that... had, had an advantage of Haka, pure and simple. Like, without Haka, Spitta would not have won. Wow. This is another bomb that you're dropping. These are, these are almost slanderous, dude. These, these I'm are sorry opinions. if I sound slanderous, but it is it is true. I don't... I don't think Spitta would have had the same pull without the support of Haka. Wow. Um, what about, I'm hearing whispers about George possibly being a candidate. He's a possible candidate as well, yes. 
<laughs> AK, your only vision is with the guy that has you on his ticket. Aaron, Aaron, I love will, it. Aaron, will you ever run again for commission? Will I? Yeah. Will I? Well, I'm happy to campaign for Mr. Sanders. I'm happy he extended the invitation to me. And, you know, I, I want to win for his campaign. I want him to be commissioner. I might run again in 2022 or 2023. But, you know, that's in due time. I want to focus on 2021 and focus on my infinity spot. Wow. So, okay, so what tell if, me this. Let's say 2022 you're running. What are the chances? Let's say you are the only one committed to run. What are the chances that Nihal says, you know what, AK is running, I'm running, and he makes it a race. He makes it. We he makes this Guru Nation 2022 campaign, AK versus Nihal. What what happens then? What happens in that scenario? Nihal's gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think. This is my. I I would have been putting in a year of grooming and work to prepare for becoming a commissioner. And that's what I see 2021. Like in 2018, when I ran for Trinity, I was really ungroomed. I was just doing it to do it. And I, I would have ran an awesome league because I have time on my hands. I would have done it, you know, as best as I possibly could have. But I was ungroomed. I, I really wasn't ready. And by being a council member in 2021, I would be being groomed by Mr. Aaron Sanders and Dalton and being prepared with these articles I'm writing. Also, a new article is coming out tomorrow on Trace McSorley. It's going to be an interesting read at SkullKingFootball.com. The Skull King is back. The the skull... <laughs> yep, the and you plug. can find me on Twitter at SkullKingGuruFF. <laughs> There we go. The plug got our respect. <laughs> Why are you plug? We know your Twitter handle. Oh, this is the, this is the vision that I have of AK in the alternate universe, like Marvel. And if this happens, who knows? The alternate universe somehow. All the Seahawks, well, not all the Seahawks. Russell Wilson goes to the Giants in this mega trade, and the G-man Russell Wilson takes AK into the top four of Matrix. Maybe not a championship, but maybe into the top four finish. Somehow, Cinderella story. He gets into infinity. He gets his infinity bid. We we don't know what comes out of that. He's got some more on his resume. He gets on the ticket with Sanders right after that in January 2020. And he's trying to get into GN Prime, council member. They win it. He becomes... Uh, council member for the next maybe three years and finally AK says that's oh it my gosh. I'm punching in my ticket to campaign for legacy uh, my is... heart is thumping right now <laughs> <laughs> versus Nihal in 2024 oh my gosh and if you take that I think that's that's the that's, that's the definition of the Guru Manati just saying let's let's have a ball. Let's let's this is gonna be a story to remember. Let's remember this. <laughs> when Liberian was on the podcast, he had mentioned he sees Aaron as a potential future commission. Like he sees the passion. Mm -hmm. I mean you already have people inside Guru Nation that are saying, Hey, he has the passion 
but nobody else in the nation does. And you gotta respect them, man. I mean, you gotta have passion and enjoy what you're doing to be commission. Yeah, and and all this losing really does get to me after a while, you know? <laughs> losing Trinity, losing Omega, losing here, losing there, losing G Unit. It really does get to me after a while, but you know, you, you gotta just brush yourself off and get back on up on the horse, you know? You gotta get back on the horse, get back in the lab and, and do your due diligence for your team, AK. Get so, better. Speaking we'll, of the lab, we'll AK, we're gonna have to talk okay. after this if you wanna you wanna get back up in the saddle and go for infinity this year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying this, like, yeah, there is a lot of positive. I think, I think Dalton, I think that is is a very, very good idea. <laughs> I think we do have to reopen our trade discussions, but we need this MFL to open. We need this to get going. Like Trinity, I heard is live. Is Trinity live? Trinity's live. We're good. Trinity is on. You guys are MFL. Right we are MFL. We're trading. We're good. Come is, on. Uh, have you guys talked to York? Is York because I know you guys have another Trinity page, right? Do you guys communicate there? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, we're in discussions right now about um, rookie draft. Uh, we had talked the past couple of days um, about doing an early rookie draft. So we don't have an exact date yet, but we're thinking like maybe the week after the draft to have a rookie draft. Like we're thinking like wow. real early to like really start to get things going. That's pretty much May. You're thinking May then. Yeah, wow. we're thinking we're thinking early May. So Yeah, uh, you're a you're a Trinity Council member. What's it like on there living that life? Um, it's exciting. I mean to be honest, we haven't really talked about much to be honest. It was just more so it was more of us getting the league together. Like all all of us helped out when it came to MFL. We all helped input teams, we all helped set it all up. So we got all that together as a team, and then we're just kind of talking about, like, rookie dates and then all that. I'm sure in the next week or so, we're really going to all get together and really talk about, like, the ideas. Spitta hasn't even announced the new council member for Matrix. I am totally willing and able to help Derek in any way I possibly can to get MFL going. I will devote as much time as needed. I will delete everyone's rosters and then manually add players to every person's roster that is needed according to Yahoo. Like, I will do whatever is needed to get it going. Let's just get MFL going for Matrix. You know, it's already mid-April. Have you texted, Derek? What is it? Give us the insight on, on Matrix and what are you guys, what is going on? I don't know. He, I, I think he just is not doing it because I want it so bad. Similar to <laughs> wow. things in the past. I think I think Derek's just a busy man, to be honest. I think that's what I it know comes Derek's down to. a very busy man. That's why I'm screaming. I will do whatever is needed. I will, like I said, take bare rosters and individually add each player that is needed. Like, and you also said you'd get him a free pizza. I did say that, but that was like over a month ago. <laughs> so I think that offer is expired. So what? It's just a half pizza now, fifty percent off. Mm, no. No. <laughs> no pizza. No pizza for Derek. Oh, man. No. If he did it a month ago, yes. A he pizza is would really be missing out now. I don't, know if, I don't know if he can take, out, take that up anymore. So we're waiting. We're waiting for this Matrix Council member. You guys are waiting for MFL. Right. And we're waiting for Omega rookies. Yes. yes. So we're waiting on Spitta, basically. Spitta, 
and then Hawka's definitely very busy. <laughs> but I'm here to help. I mean, I don't even care if I'm a council member or not. I'm just, I just want to get MFL going. Wow, so many quotable lines, so many headline takes from AK right now that you could use. Dalton, just <laughs> like this guy's pleading. I don't, He's even, pleading. I don't even know what the name of the show is going to be. Is it going to be Tom Brady's Book Club? Is it going to be all, all the Seahawks? I don't know, man. Oh my God. Make yeah. and make sure you guys read my Trace McSorley article. It's gonna be a good one. Okay, do <laughs> you? I don't know why you picked Trace McSorley to talk about, but I, I, okay. I, I think the We're name of this episode is gonna be Skull King and, Plug. Um, yeah, he's he's he is an animal. I mean, he's small, but he is an animal <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, you know, whatever team he falls to. He's going to be a good backup quarterback for that team, at least at the beginning. Aaron, have you done any articles on the top quarterbacks yet? I have on Drew Locke. Are you going to do yeah, any on Haskins, Murray, or... I've Rogers? done Haskins as well. Yeah? Oh, I think I was sick. I was sick that day, and I asked Ryan to take care of the Haskins article. So are you but... doing any of the other ones? Are you doing Murray or... Um, Will Greer? Um, I did Will Greer. Or no, the other analysts did Will Greer. I did Drew Locke and um, uh, Daniel Jones and um, who was that last one? Uh, uh, Thorson. Thorson with the... Uh, Great stuff, the- AK. Can't wait, yeah. to, can't wait to see it. Thanks for having, thanks for having me on. On yes, the this is a very long episode, but thank you guys. We <laughs> yeah. got some really good content here. Um, I think if Russell Wilson was listening, he'd be happy. He would enjoy. Yeah. He would enjoy our enthusiasm for him. He should be paid. He deserves to be paid. Out of anybody in the NFL, he deserves the money. He does. Let's see how wow. Cool about him. <laughs> All right. How about AK's hot takes? AK's hot takes. <laughs> How about AK's? This is this episode going to be AK's vision. The vision. The vision. <laughs> AK's telepathic visions. You're the three. You, if you watch Game of Thrones, you're the three eyed raven. Oh, oh my god, AK. <laughs> Look it up, the three eyed raven. All right. I see so out, much. I see so much. I see a periodical for Guru Nation <laughs> to keep oh, track of the nation as we grow. You know? <laughs> Oh my god, this is amazing. Alright, thank you guys for hopping on. I appreciate it. Any last words before we hop off? Dalton, Dalton, we're going to talk about Keenan Allen. (laughs) Alright. Sounds good, guys. Alright, peace out. Peace.